Welcome everybody, episode 20 of the Critical Strike Podcast, a big 2-0, fresh off day one of MSI. And some of the games delivered, some did not, but the ones that did, those are the ones that we're going to talk about. Uh, mm. Hank's CB Low Corner is going to be the whole dang podcast, unless my wonderful <laughs> co-host, uh, Meg K. Tyler Scarrett, Michael Kelly, back for yet another episode. Uh, don't stop me. So to ward off any of that, let's start from the top. The first game of the tournament, uh, Damwon Kia against Cloud9. To me, that went about how I thought it would. I don't think there's any reason to hit any panic buttons if you're an NA fan. And I mean, because <clears throat> when when Tyler and Meg and I had um, Chronicle on last time, that was something he said. He said, look, they will punish any mistake you make, but their early laning really isn't that strong. And that's kind of how it played out. In a way, I think that we saw that they're not infallible, right? Maybe they need to kind of get warmed up a little bit, but as we saw, the way that they won that game was through just superior wave control and macro, right? In the team fights, especially early, they were actually kind of like losing, right? They lost a couple of like early skirmishes. I know I remember in the bottom lane as well, like Sven was doing work, but then you look after those fights and Damwon still has like a 2.5k gold lead. And so it kind of just, that kind of carried into the later stages of the game when suddenly that's when they started winning the team fights because they've got, they accrued that kind of gold lead and make, made sure that like, you know, um, Blabber from the beginning was getting kind of like stepped on by, by, by Canyon and just being just outplayed in the jungle. Um, but I don't think this was anything that we kind of, yeah, there wasn't really any surprises. I think that right now, um, Damwon clearly are the favorites as everyone thought. Um, and I think that they just need time to, to ramp up. I think that like, this is not even their, their strongest form. This is not their final form at all. No, I don't think it is. And I think like, this is kind of like, I don't think there was anyone in the world, like regardless of how much of a diehard NA fan you are, that was not expecting exactly this outcome from this game. And mm. like, they put up a fight which is good. Like, we saw some, like, I don't want to say signs of life from them because that sounds like kind of an indictment a little too early, but, like, they didn't look all that bad, sure. Like, Cloud9 definitely held their own for some yeah. of the game, not necessarily all of it. But, like, man, Damwon is so scary. Like, that is just... Yeah. If this is what they look like not on full form or, like, not quite at their peak yet, they are just, like, they're going to be doing what they did to C9 to a lot more people before this this tournament's finished. Yeah, and the scary part is, first and foremost, thank you for having me. It's nice to be back on the yeah. show. But the the scary part for Damwon Gaming is that the road only gets easier from here. This is the only major region versus major region matchup we're going to get in the group stage, and it was a one-sided romp. The fact mm -hmm. that Damwon Gaming still has to play against Infinity Esports and Detonation Focus Me, who are, on paper, much worse than Cloud9 in terms of skill level, overall mechanics, everything you throw on the board, yeah. Damwon Gaming should beat those minor region teams quite handily. So for Damwon, this is really just like you said, Tyler, a warm-up. They're, they're still getting in, back into groove. They're still shaking off the rust. I think by the time that the top six teams are settled and the Rumble stage kicks off, oh, Damwon's going to be fully like ready online. to go on all so yeah fully online ready to go on yeah. all cylinders no questions asked mm -hmm. no they're, they're gonna be they're gonna be wound up i mean and i think it's it's what you saw i mean i want to talk let's talk about the the top lane uh in that one because that to me wasn't even i feel bad for fudge because i don't again it like 
the mistakes that he made, Khan just punished. Right, that was a like it wasn't even an indictment on on Fudge's performance. I don't even think he performed all that poorly, but it's again just the level gets so much higher going against the defending world champions, mm-hmm. going against a literal world champion in Khan. Maybe two time? Did he win two or did he win one? I think it's um, I don't one. believe. Or was he just in the? I don't believe. I don't... Has well, he look, won? Did he? Did he win? I don't think he's well, won a single one. Correct. <laughs> really? FBX Khan, right? Mm-hmm. No, that was, no, that, was um... after. that was Gingun. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Esports okay. journalist, well, by the way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I said literal and maybe two times, so I've got to backtrack on all those. But anyway, <laughs> like, it, but it was, it was like, but it was crazy because like, Canyon busted out the Morgana, and he, you know, his laners were, you know, getting not bodied, but they, they, they weren't stopping any lanes, and it was through not even like he didn't just meme on Blabber, but like Blabber, I mean, he was playing Kindred, which like, look, he's a very good Kindred player, but Kindred's a very boom, it's a very boomer bust champion, and he got mm-hmm. behind even like a little bit on her, mm-hmm. them, Kindred is a them. Uh, R A them, and he he was just an ult bot for the rest of the game. Uh, yeah, too, because yeah. Khan went in there, killed him by his red buff when he was like level seven. He was level five, uh, but again, it was just Fudge makes a small mistake, and it's like Canyon's just there, like, hey guys, I'm gonna farm. I'll be I'll be there in a sec. Just you know, don't don't break anything while I'm gone, except for Blabber. If you want to go break 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 Blabber, you can do that. Um, that's what he did. But I think, look, this is kind of again, I I don't think there's any cause for concern here. No. If you're no. an NA fan. Now, next two days, you got to play DFM and Infinity. We'll leave the concern for those two days if uh, if it all hits the fan. Please, I do not want a repeat of Team Liquid losing to uh... Machi. 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 Only sports. Oh, no. yeah. Please, please do not hey, do this The number one again. seed from the PCS. Put some respect on their name. I know, but like that, that game was the only thing separating them from moving on in my eyes right like i think like yeah. if they win there was a tiebreaker but even still if they beat machi they would have had at least a chance with a tiebreaker but instead yeah. because they lost i'm like don't do that to me again don't the good, please the good, like the good you news, are the good news tyler is is this this iteration of cloud nine is a lot better than that iteration of team liquid in my opinion right. at least. that is a very good yeah. point yeah um so i don't expect cloud nine to you know kind of fall apart against Detonation Focus Me and Infinity Esports over the course of the next few days. Yeah, fingers crossed is right. Um, <laughs> but if they play as well as they did today against those two teams, they should end up on the winning side of things. Because I think, really, it's funny saying, oh, Cloud9 played well. But really, for the first 15 minutes of this game, Cloud9 was right in it. It was close. Don't, oh, yeah. forget, don't forget that Zven had a scoreline of 3-0-1. A pretty decent chunk of the game. He was mm-hmm. Cloud9's main, like, threat source and had he ramped up even harder than he did and had he not been like stopped from uh from scaling then perhaps cloud nine could have taken this game against Danwon even further but i expect them to take the next two games all the way to the finish line mm-hmm. i think the like i want to see cloud nine versus dfm because today was not a very good representation of what dfm can do i think aria quite clearly looked nervous like, he okay. normally does not play like whatever that was that he showcased today. And I think, like, DFM's mid-jungle are hype. Like, they're super aggressive. They're super involved in the game. Like, they are kind of DFM's power source. And I think, I like, watching Steel and Aria versus Perks and Blabber is going to be a really good matchup, I think. Do I think that DFM will beat them? No. But I do think it'll be a closer game than people are expecting. And I, that's not an indictment of Cloud9. 
on my behalf. Like, I'm not saying, oh, Cloud9's, like, so bad that they're going to get taken to close games by minor regions. I just think, like, it's a very interesting stylistic matchup. And I think it'll be a very good one to watch coming into the next few days. Okay. Yeah. And, I mean, moving on to maybe a, you know, a little bit uh, out of order here. Uh, well, actually, no, we'll, we'll stay in order. Uh, Pentanet. Uh, rough debut for them. Uh, it, it's unfortunate that, you know, I, I was I forget what, what like, podcast I was listening to, but, like, um, maybe it was an in-game interview. Uh, I, I'm not sure, but if you're Pentanet, your only hope out of there is to catch RNG when they've already clinched the group, or you got to beat UOL. Like, you're not playing this group against RNG. You're playing it against UOL. Um, and Pentanet, like, they... Mike, you, uh, you, 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 ha- you put some choice words in your rough draft uh, of, of, of your day one recap, uh, but it, the bottom line, it was not good for them. My man, those words made the final draft. They did. Um, <laughs> they did. Those, are, those are live on the site right now. Um, yeah, Pentanet had a very, very tough day today. Granted, they're a lot of fun to watch, and they are full of charisma, full of personality. Pabu is maybe my favorite player at the tournament after one day. So great. He is such <laughs> a great. fun personality to watch, mm-hmm. but the team itself does not look like they are cut out for the competition um, in their current form at the very least. And it's scary because Group A plays a quadruple rounder-up and due to the Mm -hmm. lack of a fourth team in that group. um, So at the end of the day, I'm I'm scared to see um, the next three contests against UOL and the next three contests against RNG because both of those games ended up with an average of 14,000 gold differences. It, it was a brutal first day for uh, for Pentanet, and mm-hmm. I guess the bright side is it only goes up from here, but man, is it a long way up. I don't know. It's weird because it does feel like they're just trying to, we were kind of discussing it before how it's like, it looks like they're trying, like they're just trying to have fun with it, mm-hmm. right? Because, you know, you are an underdog, you're facing off against pretty tough competition, right? And... Even in the draft, right? Like I, I, I tweeted out, uh, "Oh, you guys gained a, a new fan by with this draft." Um, but at the same time, you gotta think about it. Like, how far, how far do you do you like? Can you take before you start to actually feel it in terms of like this is not just this is this is an international tournament. You had to play an entire split to get here. You know, you you, you are representing your region. You know. Well, well, I got I the I... chance to I got the chance to speak to Pabu today in um, an interview, which through various technical difficulties, I'm not sure if we'll be going out or not. It'll be whether it'll be a video or not. Anyway, irrelevant. And he was basically mm-hmm. talking about he's the first player that I've ever heard actually say, "Yeah, we're coming here, and we know that we're not going to win," because like Damn. a lot of minor regions will give like the oh we are like we know it's unlikely, but ultimately we still want to try and win it all. But he was like, yeah, ultimately we know we're not coming here to win. We can come here and upset and we can do our best and we can like learn a massive amount from playing here, but we can't win. And the that like learning thing is something that I thought was particularly interesting because he was talking about the we had a brief discussion about kind of the OS Exodus with the changes to the NAM import rule this year. And he's like, Yeah, the quality of games in the LCO has just like the LCO and Oceanic Solo Queue has just like dropped off a cliff. Like, yeah, you can't learn anything, really, playing in the region. So you have to either aspire to go and play somewhere else, or you have to just take these, like, small learning opportunities that you can get at international events like this 
to hope that that can level up your performance because you just don't get that kind of level up from playing domestically. And I think although maybe it's more severe for O's just because of the current like import situation that they find themselves in where they just kind of hemorrhaged a large amount of their best talent to NA. Like, yeah. I think that's true for a lot of the minor regions. I think you have to see it as a learning experience and you have to do what you can to learn, especially because it's MSI. We still have worlds to go. If you can learn as much as you can from playing at MSI and then take those learnings, go back, marinate on them for a split and then come to worlds with like MSI experience under your belt, I think they can probably like do some really cool stuff. But as for now, I think they can, they can maybe take a game if like one of the teams has an off day, but just mm -hmm. based on what we've seen before, if they do not drastically improve within the next like week, I don't know if they will be able to take a, t a game off either of these two teams when they're in form. Yeah, it, it yeah, it's just really, really tough. And that begs the question, right? For a lot of these minor regions that kind of, do you aspire to, like, is your aspiration to make it out of the region in order to achieve greatness? Or You're saying, like, individually for the players. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is, do you aspire to make it out of the region and bring gr greatness to the region that way by saying, I am from this region and I became successful here? Or is it something else to, to say, I gained recognition with my region in a team like, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah, feel like... Representing my region rather than, like, being an export of my region. Exactly. So, uh, I mean, I'll probably I don't know. Have to, it, I think it might depend on the region that you come from. I think it has to go to option A for sure. Because everyone remembers... I mean, who do you think of first? Mad Lions Armut or Supermassive Armut? Just as an example. Yeah. It's like, Armut turned the ship around and became an LEC champion in three months after joining a major region and made a name for mm -hmm. himself across the world. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he was part of the first team to ever, you know, take a best of five off of a major region squad mm -hmm. from the TCL. But, but no one remembers. And then what? And then, yeah. But Who remembers then, that? And then one, yeah. one split later, he was part of the first team since 2014 to win the LEC, not named Alliance and G, or um, Fnatic and G2. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's it's really he's on the map. It's individual player basis. I mean, the players that come out of these minor regions and find success, they're the ones that, Make the record books. And I feel it's... bad. I feel. I honestly feel bad for the uh, for for um, OCE too, because now that they've they've lost so so much of their great talent, because the LCS has all the money and all the like, all the all the resources to be like, hey, you want to come over here and play for like who's gonna say no to like a, a name like Team Liquid or like just and like the LCS in general, right? And so, yeah, I can see why it'd be super rough for that region entirely. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah. And like ultimately, I still like. It's kind of we kind of sound like we're giving the eulogy to Pentanet here. Like they can still do some cool stuff. Like we've seen yeah, yeah, two yeah, games sure. out of them. They have so much mm. more opportunity to grow. And like you can make changes on a dime. Like you can learn stuff in a game and then take the things that you've learned in that game forward into your next games. Like if you have a mm -hmm. good solid coaching structure and like a really good team rapport which from what we've seen of the content that they've been putting out and like just how they are around each other on stage like you can tell that these guys get on so if they have like the this kind of rapport with each other then they can take like individual mistakes from games and they can improve on them really quickly and then they can maybe get better but it is going to be a very very steep learning curve and they're gonna have to get better very fast if they want to be able to challenge yeah. 
Well, and then speaking of things they could do, they could literally make history. And if the group is <clears throat> decided by the time, you know, Sunday, which is the all group A day where they just mm-hmm. play each other, a lot of a lot of UOL, RNG, and Pentanet, they can make history by having the first female pro League of Legends player play at an international event. I so hope they uh, have her on for a game. Let DSN play. Like, I it's think that's thing. like, if, if, if you're looking at this purely from just a like, just very like almost cynical, just like PR perspective, like why wouldn't you, right? You've got your name attached to history. Um, but let me yeah. let me ask you this: Do you think it's worth putting her in now? Because obviously, whatever you put whatever you put on the field right now is not really I working. I honestly can't say. Like, I don't know enough yeah. about her. Like how she plays, what kind of champion she plays, like what her level is, how she plays with the team. Like, there's just so little sample size that I can't really say whether putting her in would be better. They lose a couple more games, maybe I change my mind, because that's the point where, like, Mm -hmm. any change you can make, regardless of how much data you have on the change, Mm -hmm. is going to, if not be positive, it can't get worse, ultimately. But, like, I don't know, I just, I really hope she gets a chance, because I think... That would just be so cool for like for the history of esports to finally the fact that it's taken this long is mind blowing, but like to finally have right. a woman play at an international event would be so cool. And just to like open the to have one person open the floodgates and have people be like, Oh, this is something you can do actually. We didn't like we didn't realise this was an option, but like it turns out we can actually do this. Like, mm-hmm. someone has to be the person to make the first step, and if that is the last place team at MSI 2021, then so be it. Who cares? Yeah, sure. No, I mean, they're, like, she traveled with them for a reason, especially, like, Australia with the, and the Oceanic region, with how strict they are with COVID mm-hmm. quarantine. Like, they're not going to just, like, this isn't, this isn't a publicity thing for them. Like, they brought her just like, well, no, like, she is good. Like, I, I, I think if you're from Australia in that region where you've been so just smart about COVID this whole dang time, that's not something you would You're just You're not just like... going to leave on a dime. No, exactly. Um, <clears throat> staying on the minor region points. Uh, game of the day where I... Look, it I'll begins. be honest. Before I, before, I, <clears throat> before I hop on my soapbox here, when I got into the call, we were watching on, uh, on Discord. Meg, I don't know if you were there yet. Um, I hop in. First thing I say, I come in when... Uh, when that tower dive on the top lane oh went christ just so poorly yeah yeah Star, yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. star screen they made him look like nuggery with a couple of those plays they being pain yeah. gaming look pain did for the first 15 minutes of that game pain did not play well pain was, they played actually was painful really poorly yeah. mm-hmm. um they were beating their head against this let's tower dive one of the most untower diveable champions <laughs> you know, and just be like, oh, well, like, we got to shut him down, right? It's like, no, he said he plays weeks. He's just going to go to a side lane and just, just do, do literally anything else. But I came in and I was like, and, and you two were in there, Tyler and Mike. And I said, yep, it's all bad, boys. It's all bad. And because I was just like, you know, not like this, <clears throat> right? If, if we lose to the Wildcats, but look competitive, I'm okay with that because mm. Brazil is the pool for T. Um, but because apparently... <laughs> as as bad as our macro was, our being pain gaming, as bad as our macro was, you know what's also not great? Having an 11-4 lead that's, um, <clears throat> I don't know exactly how much the gold was, but it was a lot. And not being able lot. to convert that, not ending that game when you should have, boy oh boy, opting oh, into no. some fights that, and, and I think like Vettius, um, I think said it uh, in, in the in the PGL, in the postgame lobby, like, he's like, look, 
these guys, these, you know, these simple Wildcats, like, they're young players. Whereas, like, you know, Brazil, like, you, you can, Bronzil, memes, whatever, like, those are honestly half deserved. They they have been around the block yeah. a few times. Right. Right? Like, Tinones has been playing professionally for eight years. It was his birthday today, Thursday, May Happy 6th. Happy birthday, Tinones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the, and tomorrow is Faker's birthday. Is it a coincidence that they were born uh, a year apart? <laughs> okay, Who can yeah, say? Okay. <laughs> Who can say? Um, but then their AD carry, BRTT, also been playing for eight years. The difference is BRTT is 30. Oh, just by the way. He's Guy's a yo. boomer. Yeah, he's 30. Yeah, he's Damn. 30. He's a 30. His, his nickname is Bai, like the dad. That's yeah. cute. Um, also, also he's he drew a, a Draven ban, which I thought was phenomenal they just first banned his nice. pocket pick that like really isn't that good and like he's not an s tier champion right now yeah. um but tin owns is 24 he turned 24 today and he's been playing for eight years i'll let you do that math he made his debut that's crazy to me he was 17 when mm-hmm. he memed on alliance at 2014 worlds that's crazy so like yeah he's 24 he's six weeks younger than me he's a veteran that's he's so a veteran. cool Right, mm-hmm. and yeah. that and that really showed. And I was proud of Robo because he, you know, he's got a champion Ocean up there. He's played sixteen different champions uh, over the course of regular split and playoffs. Darius, baby, um, and his Darius. Whoa, he suddenly, he's just resetting on people. Oh my bah! gosh! Watching that game made bah! me rem- remember. I haven't played. I played top lane for a while exclusively because I got the astronaut poppy skin and I thought it was fantastic and I was like I need to use oh. this and there's only so many only so many times that you can force your friends to play poppy nasa spot lane with you don't ask and so I was like <laughs> I'm gonna take it into yeah. the top lane and mm. like I haven't played top lane since then because I had one game against Darius I am not a good player I don't know if poppy into Darius is a good matchup I just know that that was one of the like most painful experiences of my short life so far and watching this game just made me remember how much i hate darius if i ever go back to league i'm permabanning it because it just it makes the game so unfun for because he just he's just gently twirling around a team fight like taking half of everyone's hit point every time he touches them and it's it's Unpleasant. That champion, I that 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 uh that replay they had of him in mm. the in-game like T tours like camera work that they had of him just dunking on people with the slow mo. I'm like, like sped up. They hold him in midair and then just like one point two five speed, just bam, bam, just dunking. And that saved the team fight. And, like and that honestly kind of turned the game. That team fight right that there. That fight, one hundred percent. Yeah. Right. So, nah, that was a banger. That was that was a that was a banger of a game. Definitely, like, that was the best game. Definitely game of the day for sure. And oh, I yeah. think we might not see a better game for a while because mm. um, it, it's it's a pretty high watermark already. And I don't know, man. That was a very very good game. Almost forty minutes back and forth. Forty eight hundred as a gold. viewer. Yeah, as as a viewer, yeah. as a neutral viewer. Forty eight hundred gold comeback. I mean, everyone played relatively well. Holy Phoenix on Samira had. Um, I think an he was eight, nice. Eight and one scoreline. Like he played ridiculously well despite the loss. It was just it, that it, fight in the the base. Yeah, it, it just came yeah. down to the uh, you know the, the literal outplays at the back end of the game. I mean, mm-hmm. BRTT played really well in a couple of team fights. He was just free firing on the enemy team for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think <laughs> really pain. Like they woke up, they turned the monitors on, and it showed. <laughs> in the, in and that... I also love that the Brazil and Turkey minor region rivalry. Oh, it's this so is only, fantastic! They, this took a bucket of coal and 
dumped it in there and then just like pissed gasoline all over it. I'm so <laughs> excited for round Word. two. And mm-hmm. they get to play and Robo gets to play uh they get to play Mad Lions in two days, uh <clears throat> featuring Armut. Mm-hmm. Um yes. I'm very excited for, Let's for go. the rest of these uh, the rest of these matches. Um the other group B match, kinda disappointed. Uh unless of course you are a Mad Lions fan, in which case you are very glad Lions. That was that was a Tonking. I don't think anyone expected that, even Bro. with uh, Unified oh being subbed out for Doggo. This was... Dude, I, I hyped up these guys yeah. so much. I'm like, dude, they they dominated their, 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 their split. They literally lost one game throughout the entire season, including the playoffs. And then they just kept, like, reamed. Like, they got rocked. Yeah. I'm just watching Karzy and Kaiser just be like, yeah. <laughs> What regular season dip, buddy? Like, watch me. Like, this guy's just hopping around killing everybody. And it's like, okay, dude, sorry. This was... Oh, my God. This was, a like, a slaughter. There's no there's no two ways about it. There was no point yeah. in this game where PSG looked like mm-hmm. they had the reins or, like, anything. They kept, like, just trying to claw their way back up. And then Mad Lions would just stamp on their hand and be like, no, get back down. Word. We, this is our game. Yeah. We're playing this. And, like, it's... Speaking as a completely unbiased EU representative, this is so good for Mad Lions. Like, the amount of people <laughs> who were like, oh, but they haven't, they still haven't proven themselves on the international stage. It could just be Choke 2.0. Like, Kazi and Kaiser could go back to the, like, getting killed 2v2, completely, like, lack of proactivity, weird engages bot lane that we saw at, like, the start of the regular season. To get this confident of a start, especially when you have a player like Armour on your team, who just seems to, like, my guy is made of confidence. Like, when you get this kind of, like, just a little ego boost at the start, you can go on an absolute tear from, like, just that one bit of confidence. And I, for one, think that... No, I'm going to save that, because that's a hot take, and I'm going to save that until the end, because I think we are going to be revealing our hot takes about MSI. But yeah, Mad looked really good. I'm glad they got like a positive start to kind of kick off their momentum, especially because they're such a young roster. And um, PSG got clapped. So that was that game. What was an interesting tidbit that I learned from some of the research I'd I'd done was that um, Unified was, is uh, their shot caller, which as an AD carry, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like you don't see that that often. That is quite carry is the shot caller. Mm. Um, but he was their kind of leading voice. And so it's, it feels like it's more than just, you know, you don't just lose like, you know, 20% of your team or whatever. Like, and there's no disrespect to Doggo. Like they, they wouldn't have picked him up if not for him being, you know, good. Like we saw PSG did against adversity within a similar situation last Worlds. But, you know, I mean, you look at, um, <clears throat> there was a, for, for UOL, right? They had brought in, I think a, because um, when Gadget, right? Famous for his Twitch game at Worlds uh, last year, uh, he left. And then they bring in a French mid laner who doesn't speak Russian. And as mm. good as he was, there were communication. Like I think they still like kind of stopped with him, but then they swapped him out uh, because of communication issues because that matters so freaking much. I'm gonna hit you with a very very deep cut. Um, for those <laughs> of you out there who recall the 2014 All Star tournament, it was kind of like MS- League, then. MSI before it was MSI. They still branded it as All-Stars, but the best team from each region went to the tournament and competed in the same format, they, or a similar format to the one that we use now. So it was pretty much like the MSI Lite, like the first MSI. Um, and Cloud9 actually attended the event, but uh, mid laner and shot caller High 
was not available. He was undergoing surgery for a collapsed lung. So Cloud9 replaced him with CLG's mid laner, Link, at the time. And Whoa. the synergy levels for Cloud9 shot straight down. As people who followed the LCS back then might know, that Cloud9 team was ridiculously close-knit, and one break in the Link, no pun intended, threw the whole, <laughs> threw the whole game off. So when you yeah. replace high with someone who was by definition a rival of the team it kind of throws off the mojo a little bit yeah. and i can yeah. see that kind of same situation happening here with psg now with that being said psg did actually stomp quite hard in the playing stage at worlds last season with the with the replacement squad they had to play with that time around but maybe it's just a matter of building up synergy we'll see there's still plenty of games yeah. left to play but day one it's not looking like the number one seed is in view for PSG. Uh, no, no, I don't think anyone uh, really <clears throat> thought that, but I think Group B, so far, I feel like that was the only, if you're looking just like pool to pool, I think the pain over uh, Istanbul Wildcats was the only upset of the day, right? It was, yes, yeah. it was pool four over pool three, so technically an upset, but hmm, I think they're, I think, Actually, nah, that was, that's not even worth saying. Anyway, uh, <laughs> champions, though, as we uh, as we transition uh, here, we hmm. had uh, we knew the meta was going to be a little different. Uh, Eleven point nine, and and what's crazy is like yep. in eleven point nine, like it's like what the pros can do with it because the pros, you know, I think NA was on eleven. They were patched behind everybody for playoffs, right? So they yeah eleven five, and everybody else was in eleven six. So everyone zoomed forward three patches, yeah, in competitive play, and NA zoomed forward four. Mm-hmm. Right. No. Um, apparently, detonation focus me and infinity didn't get the memo because they. <laughs> I, I, I don't like piss I me. In the don't, don't talk to me about this man. chamber. Uh, watching oh watching some finals. But uh, we had we had some fun. Lane sin did come out. We got Morgana jungle and rumble. Rumble. Let's mm. uh, let's talk rumble. Is everybody mentally okay with talking rumble after oh some of the things God, we saw today? Man. I don't know, man. I don't know. I, this this champion is disgusting. I don't know. Like, if he gets a slight lead, so, like... It's over. What's going on it's here, guys? Over. Like melts you. You just kind of stand near him, and then suddenly you've died. And you're like, oh, well, this is cool. Guess I have some time Dude. to shop. It's insane. Yeah. Just head to the shop already. That first, like, gank that he did in the bottom lane for RNG, where, like, he just yeah, ulties way, on top yeah. and then flash and then does his flamethrower. I'm like, where'd they... I blinked. Yeah, it was done. It was done. They so, granted, he had a nice knockup from the support, but still. Um, it, it's... The, the character's ridiculous. And I was actually quite excited to see Pentanet draft him with a pretty solid team fighting composition oh, no. around the champion. I know it didn't go exactly as planned because they got actually stomped. But... <laughs> On the front end of it, in Champion Select, when I saw they drafted Varus and Orn alongside the Rumble, I'm thinking to myself, oh my god, this is quite the choke. Good. This is quite the choke composition they have here. You can fight in mm-hmm. small spaces and win the game through solid team fighting. And then it all fell apart because it just, it just didn't, just didn't work. Ults. Yeah, it just didn't work. You just missed ults. Every, That's literally everyone was missing ults. Forget yeah. the Rumble. Every ultimate that you needed to land to get that engage, it just didn't happen like I, I don't know if it's just not comfort right mm-hmm. like maybe he's not comfortable on the champion but my goodness like you you had really good ways to pull that team composition off right like you said they're choke they're kind of like really good in like the jungle 
right? If they fought more in the jungle, that would be a disgusting team comp, right? Because there's nowhere to run. But you're ulting at people in the lane where as soon as they hear the Orin horn, they're getting the hell out the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't think the rumble hit more than one person for multiple of those ulties. Yeah. It was just hitting one person and then everyone else just scattered because they heard the Orn horn first. It's like... Pick okay. your poison. Yeah, exactly. Like, you got to lead up with some kind of CC at least that, like, makes sense. And it needs to like, be some it, kind of fast CC because, like... You have the cast time on the rumble. You need something like a Leona that's not like super, super mm-hmm. telegraphed and it doesn't have to be like a I'm blowing a very big trumpet and now you're all going to get knocked <laughs> up by a giant sheep. Like it yeah. needs to be something more instantaneous than that. And like obviously Pentanet have issues that are not related to the draft. So like that that game is little to mm-hmm. no comment on rumble strength. But like sure. man, that champion is going to be seeing a lot of bans throughout this tournament, I think, because it's just I would, so... I would think that he's, yeah. The amount of, like, zone control that you can get with it in fights, and especially with, like, the mid laners that we've been seeing, like, the the Orianas and the Victors, like, these kind of put something down, and in the jungle, make it too. so that mm-hmm. nobody can walk into this space type thing. I think Rumble works super well with that, so I'm expecting to see, a, like, not see very much of him at all in this tournament, honestly. Yeah. I'd be very surprised to see him get a lot of playing time because the good team... Against especially the good teams. Because if you get, like, these top teams getting... Rumble, unless they haven't really been practicing with it, but like the good junglers will know where exactly to path and how to place the ulti and how to maximize his damage and, and how to coordinate with their supports to get you know tons of good CC. Like there was exactly. the one fight that you know, yes. as, as Pain were on their comeback, Istanbul got when um, uh, oh gosh, uh, uh, Ferret, right? He wasn't snowballing like Wei was because like Wei, he like. Got one kill and he's like, I right, it's a Dark Seal game, boys. And then he just bought like <laughs> flat pen sword shoes and just started massacring kids. Mm-hmm. But Ferret didn't really get going there. He got that triple kill right at the end of the game to end 4 4 and 11. Um, but the only reason that, look, there, there was some questionable positioning uh, by Pain Gaming in, in a couple of those fights, but it was Farfetch who, you know, there was a big three man knockup. He was just walking around and just ba bam. And it's like, actually, do, do you want to stay in the Rumble Lull? Guess what? You have no choice. Mm-hmm. You're going to stay here. Your health is going to tick down. You have to use the summoners. You have to use your valuable things, not for offense, but for defense. Just to kind of bounce off your point, Tyler, I think the good junglers, the quote-unquote good junglers, I mean, they're all good. They're all professional players. But the top-tier junglers at this tournament, they're practicing Rumble. He, if yes. you remember in Damwon versus Cloud9, Rumble was first banned priority red side for Cloud9. They took that away mm-hmm. from Canyon, no questions asked. I got a feeling that, obviously, we can't look into scrims. We have no idea, but I got a good feeling those scrim games are featuring a played. ton of rumble and yeah. it is a very scary pick maybe if we look at like tracking the pros we look at their the 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 junglers in solo queue maybe they're playing it as well perhaps they probably are if it's not permaban in yeah. solo There's queue but i imagine of, like rumble has been very very popular in hyalo solo queue in like everywhere mm-hmm. but specifically in europe it's been like Rumble, Morgana, Diana have been like the the trifecta because they're all disgusting. Yeah, they're all so the unbelievable. Right I goodness gracious, doubt we'll gross. see any Diana at MSI. Famous last words, but like Maybe. those three have been just absolutely going on a tear. In their, their clear time is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like what is going on here? Morgana's yeah. just clearing the jungle with her pool with, and then turning off the screen, and suddenly he's full cleared the jungle. Like what's going on? It's yeah. nuts. No, I think no. The the AP junglers got a a nice little uh, boost. Uh, so let's get into uh, your hot takes. Uh, we have a couple of of overreactions here uh, because even though there was only one kind of 
oh my gosh, you know, you know, DEFCON 1 type of game here. Um, we can overreact. That's what, we, yeah. that's what we're going to do. Uh, we're not just going to... Because it's fun. Just waste oxygen here after one day. <laughs> um, no, that, actually, that's exactly what we're going to do. Uh, Mike, we'll start with you because I like your hot take the best. Oh, yes. I, I imagine you would, Hank. Wow, that's insane. <laughs> Why do you like it so much? Why do you like the uh, idea that Pain Gaming makes it out of Group B and PSG <laughs> takes the third spot in the group standings? Yeah, that's my hot take. I think after today's matches... PSG got absolutely whopped by Mad Lions. It was not close. Um, it was not competitive. And Pain Gaming showed sparks of life. They showed that they were a resilient team. They showed that they were a commanding team at times. <laughs> and they showed that they know how to team fight really, really well. BRTT's positioning was actually pretty solid. Um, he did walk into a Samira alt at one point, which is that's just the boomer hands. It's fine. That's just the boomer hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's fine. We don't look at that. We don't look at but that. But <laughs> his positioning was solid that entire forty-minute game, except for that one hiccup. He was just free firing over and over and over again. Robo had the game of his life, and Tinone's engagements on Silas, while he did Tinone's was styling on kids and making yeah. stealing an Alistar ult look like the S tier point. I, he knows something yeah. I don't know, man. There were so <laughs> many other ults. I remember we were watching the game. Yeah, deadass. We were watching the game, and we're like, why, why did you... What? Like, oh, it's a misclick. He was the only no, one sorry, in range. He's a frontliner, whatever. Yeah. No, he became, like, and an then he just unkillable lives. beast. Tinone's on Silas yeah. was pretty good. He missed a couple of E's that I noticed, but other than that, if he just cleans up a few mistakes, he is set for life. This pain game, pain gaming team knows how to teamfight, and I fully expect them to have a very, very competitive game against PSG. They actually might... They might win it. They might win it and secure a second seed in this, uh, in this group. This guy looks hyped up already. You're making, you're making me believe. Uh, does anyone else <laughs> want to make more blood rush to my head before we? Uh. uh, I'll be the. I'll I'll talk about the opposite, just to humble you, just to make sure you're grounded. I think that PSG needs some time to roll. I think that right now they're getting kind of like they're they're just stretching out the, the they're stretching themselves out, and I think that they have to work with this new ADC, and because it's a pretty big change, um, they need to kind of. There's a, there's a ramp-up period that needs to be done here. But I still think that PSG is really, really, really strong. They just they just got to find that form. Um, granted, you know, Mad Lions is the best team in that group by far. So we'll see what happens. I, I, I'm not giving it completely the pain. I think that that's still a very even matchup. Um, but it depends on the form that they come into the, in, into the game, into the day with. And uh, the Group B presumptive on paper champions mad lions uh there was a spicy take surrounding them and how far they go yo so might, might get roasted so i've been sitting here with myself and every eu fan comes to a point in their life where they have to have this conversation with themselves it's how stupid do i want to sound can i go all the way can i say this knowing that it will get clipped and i will have it like delivered in it with a nice neat little bow on top to my inbox every single time that this team ever does anything <laughs> wrong ever. So I've been with an having LUL. Yep. I've been having this conversation with myself throughout the past like five minutes of the podcast. Like physically I've been here, but mentally I've been in my mind palace. And I've like I'm not willing to fully commit to this. So I'm not gonna say that Mad will win MSI. However, I do think it is going to be a mad damn one finals. And I'll tell you for why, dear listener. Because mad, uh, we spoke to Stress on an episode of the podcast 
um, a couple weeks ago, and he mm-hmm. told us a very interesting an- anecdote about humanoid man's mid laner, and he basically said, humanoid, like, just doesn't feel nerves. Like, that's just not a thing that he's capable of having. He, like, he sees every mid laner as like, oh yeah, it's just mid lane matchup, just gonna go farm, maybe kill him a bit, I don't know, it's just how you play mid lane. And that's his thing. And, like, this is a team who's, like, they thrive off confidence. Like, anyone who's looked at armor for more than five seconds can tell that this guy just sweats confidence. Like, he yeah, well, is... They, they can't look at him for more than five seconds. My, my God, right there, he's like a... Contest. Yeah, he just... He, he like exudes Medusa. confidence just from every fiber of his being. And, like... The bot lane have proved too. They're like, yeah, we're just we're here to have fun. Like, we wanna we wanna enjoy it. We wanna have some good games. The fact that they got such a good start, like they there were five deaths in that game. Like, Kazi had a KDA of eighteen, I think. Like, they just they smurfed. There's no other way to say it. They absolutely smurfed. And for them to get like the confident kickstart, if they can do what they did to PSG's bot lane, to um rng's bot lane then i really think there's a chance that mad can make finals and like gala is an absolutely insane team fighter and ming is an incredible support but neither of them are particularly laners like ming is a roaming support ming is like he wants to be on something kind of tanky with a lot of engage so he can just run into mid lane and make enemy mid laners life like as miserable as possible alongside way if mad can bot gap RNG in the same way they bot gapped PSG in this series, then I'm feeling real good about a damn one mad final. I have a question for you, Meg, because this oh, is God. something that kind of just popped up in my head right now. So let's say, um, in that potential mad versus damn one final, Mad Alliance gets Karzy extremely ahead. We're talking, you know, three kills at ten Go minutes. Go on, I'm intrigued. Whatever, right? <laughs> Damwon notoriously plays a weak side bottom lane. And they played it today against Cloud9, and we watched Sven get ahead, and we watched Cloud9 lose. Mm-hmm. Do you think if Mad Lions gets Karzy ahead against Damwon's weak side bottom lane, they can transition that lead into a win? Um, my heart I wants to say yes. My heart very much would like to say yes, they could. However... I just don't you know feel yeah. like Damwon are that exploitable. They play weak side bot, but they're not gonna <laughs> like roll over and die. It's not gonna be a question. They're not gonna be 2v2 fighting, but they can also, I think that like Ghost and Beryl are very well equipped to just completely shut Mad out of the game. If, if they manage to execute in the first five minutes of the game, if they don't die to like a weird bot gank within the first five minutes of the game, I think they can just kind of like, you know, the um, if somebody quite short is trying to hit somebody who's quite tall, and you just put your hand on their head while they run at you and they can't <laughs> oh, get further no. than arm's length. I think that like Damwon very much have the Damwon's bot very much have the capability to do that to Mad. And I think if that's the case and Mad have to like, pull Yoya bot lane to try and like break the stalemate then that's like wasting a lot of Yoya's time and Canyon can just like go and work his magic on the entirety of the rest of Mad's map I'm more interested in the in the RNG mad kind of set like uh, matchup because I feel like those those are the two teams that are really fighting for that spot next to Damwon in the finals 
genuinely, I think that if, because I think we, I, we spoke about it um, in the last episode where it's like Wei is a big part of the success of RNG and that he gets, uh, he helps out Zhao Hu mm-hmm. to, to, to succeed. I think that El Yoya is really good. If he can help, if he, if that, if Matt can find a way to put Wei behind so he can't get these lanes like ahead i think that armut can go can can hold his own against against shahu like i don't think that that's a complete top gap and the bottom lane we'll see mm-hmm. right in terms of thing cuz you know it's been one day so you know karzi even though he did you know smurf against you know gala and and, and ming it's going to be a little bit different story um but i think that Saying that Damwon and Mad is the finals isn't a stretch as much as people think it's going to be. No, no shot. And no. I think that it can really happen, actually. No, and and I think especially if, <clears throat> excuse me, if Mad do have to go through, um, or if um, it's like yeah, okay, uh, if it was a Mad Damwon final, and this is assuming that they actually get there, like I think because it was like if, to beat RNG, right? It was like Dagda said, right? He said, "Look, it's not about taking down Shahu. It's not about taking down Crying. It's not about winning the Batu V two. It's about making Wei and Ming's life miserable because they're what make everything go round, right? You guys said that, right? It's just you got to like take out the pillars, right? You got to mm-hmm. sweep the leg, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that, and again, this is no disrespect to Fudge, but I think like because again, it wasn't like when Cloud Nine got ahead in the bot lane." Damwon are so efficient, they just responded with something else immediately. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, that's not going too hot, and there's attention being dragged down there. You know where there's not? The top lane. Khan gets a slight advantage. Great. Let's go murder Blabber in his own jungle. And they're playing a 4v5. Right? And that, I think, is less likely to happen to an Armut slash Elioya. More so Armut, mm-hmm. because I think Elioya and Blabber are closer in skill than Armut and uh, Fudge are. Yeah. I just don't think that, you know that there are going to be as many mistakes. Again, this is not the Flame Fudge. Dude was playing in Academy last year. Now he's going up against Khan. The guy has grown so much. I will not tolerate any Fudge slander on this podcast. Bro, he, he top gap Alfari. That's all I got to yeah, say. Yeah, true. Like, he he, he played his ass yeah. off against Alfari and someday. Mm-hmm. So, no. you know, he's literally... He's, o- he's only gotten better and better and better in one split. Yeah. So... Yeah, so, yeah I, I just think, like, yeah, whatever... Even if, you know, Karzi and Kaiser are able to get ahead, whatever Damwon try to do in response, I think will be less effective or less, like, noticeable mm-hmm. in against Mad Lions. Mm-hmm. There's a little, little, little more cohesive, just kind of uh, person to person. But... Um, or they get bodied. No. <clears throat> uh, unless we've got any other uh, scalding takes, uh, there is a game to be played. We've got the return of Meg's game. Yes, 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 with yes, With yes. Mike making his debut. Uh, I'm going to test our minor region knowledge. Is that right? Uh, you are indeed going to be testing your minor region knowledge. Not so I just oh, put God. my headphone in. I can go. hear you all perfectly. But <laughs> we have three questions today because um, I couldn't find anything else. Full transparency. Nice. So we have yep. three questions. And these are Mike for our new initiate into Meg's game. This is basically some random ass stats that Meg found on Games of Legends to do with the drafts in respective regions and how close can you get to the right answer. So you ready to go? Yeah, let's roll. And you probably can't do worse than Tyler and Hank did on their first time. So like, just feel good about that. If you feel like you're not doing too great. I'm here 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 to break records, so we'll find out. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler's the only one who's actually, I think, gone positive in this. I have yet to win an edition of Meg's game. I have yet to get more right than wrong. 
in a mix game. Let me, uh, you're so scaling. I'm, I'm, it's fine. You're scaling for late game. I'm, you're scaling. Really, you're scaling for late game. Let me ask you this. Like pain Last gaming, baby. Last time I was here, um, we played Who He Play For, and I bombed. Is this easier or harder? <laughs> um, depends. Depends. Speak, depends, depends where your knowledge lies. Um, Word. I think it's about equal in that, especially this week, most of this will be educated guesswork. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, let's get started. Sure. So... Sure. Question one is a is an LCO question. How many champions has Pentanet's Pabu played over the course of LCO Spring? In fact, you could almost say that he has a champion ocean. All right, yo, the episode's done. All, <laughs> All right, right let's, let's let's wrap it it's up. Good, it's good. Yeah. All right, thanks for watching, Sorry, guys. Thank you for You're having on me. Google Play. <laughs> yeah, um, man. Hank is gone. He's left. Hank's Elvis has Hank's left the building. Gone, man. Oh my god. It's over. I there was a moment where Tyler was talking where I thought of that, and if you go back, you might be able to see my eyes light up the second I think of that pun, like five minutes ago. Oh my god. I'm sorry, host. Please um, forgive me. Sure too, please okay. forgive me for my transgressions. How many, how many champions has Pabu played? Oh no, we're still recording, man. Welcome back. It's <laughs> Um, We're still in it, man. Welcome back. Um, it's many... been real. <laughs> it's been fun. Pabu. Pabu, the one and only. Uh, how many champions has he played? I'm going to say an even dozen. Twelve. Mm. I'll say fourteen. <laughs> You're going to hate me. I'm a... Oh. It's, uh, let's see. I'm going to say thirteen. Coward. What do you mean? And it you went turns too out, up, in a shocking twist of events that no one had expected, you are all wrong. He has played 15 champions over oh. the course of the regular season and the spring playoffs. Oh, whatever, bro. Man. Is that, is that more? That's more than Dardock, right? Our boy? I'll check. Our, our MVP candidate? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Right. Bro. Yes. So, a big... Big zeros all round for the boys so far. A Let's see if we can turn it around. Egg, yeah. uh, number question two: What is Tanone's highest win rate champion? Come on, Hank. This one's this is alley. <laughs> Come on, dude. She's pitching this is, underhand. I'm gonna I'm gonna add a caveat to this. This is not. In, there are three champions that he's played once and on which he has a 100% win rate. This is not so including not those champions because that's only one win. Are we talking 2021 or all time? 2021. Okay. Um, because I have a guess, but there was a point in the season in which it started getting banned out. Mm. Um, I'm gonna go with my gut and say Twisted Fate. Twisted Fate. I'm gonna say Syndra. Victor. Uh, you are all wrong. It's Zoe. Nice. Really? We all suck. Let's go, oh, let's baby. Go, okay. <laughs> let's go, baby. What, what, what were like the rest of them? Uh, I will find it for you in one second. Zoe. We okay. may have to cut a section out because it's going to take me a second to look for this, but uh, where are we? CB Law. Mm -hmm. uh, Dardock played 12 champions over the course of... Oh, okay. uh, so more than Dardock. Uh, if you count Lockin, he played 13... A lot more. 14. Still less. Yeah. Ooh. 14. Because he got a Karthus game yeah. in Lockin. He did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Carthus and Talia. I, I believe he started the season lock in plus regular season start with like eleven straight games of a different game. Wait, no, fifteen. Wow, he never played Lilia in the regular season or playoffs. He had one Lilia wow. game in the lock in. Weird. Surprising. That's wild. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, so I'm gonna have to backtrack on my statement slightly 
because he also has a, with two games, has a 100% win rate on Azir, which is not one any of the champions that you said. I thought that was one game. I misread the graph. But he has an 83.3% win rate on Zoe, followed by 75% win rates on Twisted Fate and Gallia. Yeah. <clears throat> well, so it's looking good, lads. And <clears throat> the last one. Um, for DFM, we're moving over to the LJL now. Who had more okay. Gragas games on DFM throughout the course of the LJA spring? LJL spring. Was it Evie or was it Kazu? So top or support? Evie does not strike me as a Gragas player after watching his teleport Kazu. ignite. Um, Akali <laughs> play today. Kazu, 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 sport, 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 sport. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, say I'm gonna go I'm gonna say DFM flexed the Garagas pick into the support role more times on the 2021 season. Solidarity, boys. So you're all saying support? No way, right? We're all wrong again. Come and on. in a <laughs> shocking turn of events, you are in fact all <laughs> wrong. It was so top lane. Heavy <laughs> had six games. Kazu had three. Jeez. You guys suck at this, huh? We're really did, I, did like a fourth yeah. one, like. Yo, can we do like Tyler's game next and Meg has to answer the question? She's acting all high and mighty over that. here. I think that would be fine. I don't think that's what the viewers want. I think we should keep it as next oh, game. Man. <laughs> you, bro. I wish you asked me about um, Arya's Seraphine KDA because it's 51.0 on the nose. I'll never forget that. That is an insane stuff. That's a large wow. number. It is. And yeah. you actually wrote about yeah. it, Meg, in our power ranking segment. Hell so. yeah. In our that doesn't get MSI points, power though, rankings. So. Go and check them out. <laughs> It's true. Put the link right, check them out live right on the here in the middle of the screen. Nice. Exactly. I got to start doing embeds now. All right, yeah. cool. Well, if we put Just that on the internet. A then. scuffed link popping up. I'm write that down. 53 minutes uh, power ranking. <laughs> My man, making a note. I got to make notes, man. This, this, is how, this, is, this is the only way that this gets done with any sort of expediency, so I don't have to like manually scrub through and look for clips. Of course. Uh, Thanks, Mike. And the efficiency is How there. to produce a podcast with Henry K. DeMol. <laughs> it's our next segment. Uh, yeah. What's well, the opposite of a master class? It's just not that. Um anyway. Uh I think that's gonna do it for us here on the Critical Strike Podcast. We got it under an hour. Uh we shot for 45 minutes. We didn't crazily go over that, so I'm proud of us. Mm-hmm. Uh big thank you to Michael. Uh we will link his, you know, we'll link the power rankings, we'll link a little day one Twitter recap, maybe um or actually mm, I don't know. I'm gonna mess around with the HTMLs. We'll get stuff that was written here. <laughs> uh, plug our, yeah. our wonderful writers. Uh, for him, for Meg K, for Tyler Scare, I've been Henrique Demore. You can uh, find us, the Critical Strike Podcast, on YouTube right here. Uh, if you're looking at us, and if you're not, hi. Um, and then uh, Apple, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Play. I think that's it. Nailed it. Nailed it. I think that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Look at this guy. Yeah, you did more it. More and more surprise. Let's go. Um, oh, and if you're the on, bounce back. Uh, if you're on Apple or any other podcast platform that allows you to leave a review, please, please do. I would really, really mm-hmm. appreciate it. Uh, it doesn't even have to be like a. It could be like a meme review. Uh, there's one that someone put in there about like a cat. Um, it's like, oh, my cat listen. My cat Matilda listened to the Critical Strike podcast, and now she's feral. Um, so that's the goal. Either you're welcome or either you're welcome the- or I'm sorry. I'm not sure. Also, Damn. if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment telling telling us which of Henrique's various Brazil shirts was your favorite. We need a concise a concise Brazil shirt ranking from you guys in the comments. Yes. Yes. Uh yeah, that was uh yeah, my, my clever editing maybe maybe the maybe made this look uh more or less obvious. I don't know. Uh we'll see. I haven't done actual editing yet. 
but yeah, uh, so yeah, and if you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, uh, share. We want to, yeah, just get this out uh, as much as possible. This isn't to inflate our own egos. This, you know, literally, like, this is a passion project uh, for us. So uh, <laughs> just, you know, if you, if you like us, you know, support us. And if then not, like us. I, I still believe that you like us. I guess. I don't know. You don't Actually, need to do act hard to though. get. Just you saying. can, well, you know you like us. You don't have to act hard to get. It's fine. <laughs> exactly. The, the DMs are open. Um, so that's going to do it. <laughs> for everyone I mentioned, uh, Meg, Tyler, Mike, I've been Enrique. Thank you so much for being here, and we will see you next week. Enjoy MSI, y'all.